you think you know what we're going to talk about. But unfortunately, I fell down a damn rabbit hole and I've not gotten out yet. <laughs> Knife bros. I literally googled Sebastian Stan hands. But just when you least expect it, we changed the game. Well, yeah, because like, usually in astrology, they would partner up air signs with fire signs. All right, you can, you can huggle. Time travel stories. and At the end of the day, only one thing matters. We decide. Well, we should make it a topic. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, I didn't take German in school. I barely took, I took Spanish and I don't remember any of it. Three Fates Decide podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Three Fates Decide podcast. This is Mary, and I'm with my two uh, co-hosts, Sam and Liz. And today our topic is going to be the gen- generational um, gap, I guess, the between like boomers, Generation X, millennials, and Generation Z. Boom. Battle. Who's the best generation? <laughs> Everyone wants to know. Yes. Oh, I just, uh, you know, I I Googled. So like, you know, I have some references as we're talking. Mm -hmm. And it's what's so funny is obviously it depends on what site you you look. And it'll tell you the years that it starts and finishes. Mm -hmm. So according to Google, okay, Generation X, also known as the baby bust generation. Yes. Uh-huh. Is 1965 to 1979. Then you have the Xennials, which is from 1975 to 1985. So they're a bit the mix, which is what you, you two me. are. Me. And you have the Millennials, or Gen Y, or Gen Next, which is 1980 to 1994. That's moi. Well, I can't. And, yeah. and you guys, you know, you, you're you're a mixed bag yeah, of goods. Yeah, we're kind of like mixed in between the two. We're kind of like known as the lost generation. Yeah, you're the Xennials because you're a little bit of Gen X and you're a little bit of Millennial. Yeah. And then you have Gen Z, which is from 1995 to 2012. It's after Gen Z. I need to know. Yeah, I don't oh, Gen know. Al- Gen Alpha. We're going to Greek letters now, people. Oh boy, that's my daughter. Gen, Gen Alpha is from 2013 to 2025. All right. Damn, we're so, almost at the end of that. Wow. Yeah, well, it can go anywhere from like 10 to 20 years for the generation. It's really weird. I don't know why. Yeah. Because like baby boomers were like, what, 1945 to like 1965? Is considered You're the baby pretty boomers. darn close. 1946 to 1964, yeah. according to this uh, yeah, website. Well, my dad was born in 45, so that's why I consider him a baby boomer. My parents were baby boomers. They were born in the 50s. Yeah. They're right smack mom, in the middle. Yeah, my dad was born in the in 45. My mom was born in 49. So they're they're like right at the beginning of the baby boomer. Baby boomer mm. era. But and it's and then like my cousins are considered the generation X. Like my older mm-hmm. cousins and then then me and as a as the zennial and then there's um my younger cousins they're all millennials and younger yeah so. yeah actually if you want to get technical my three older siblings are all zennials 
and I'm the only just plain old millennial. I missed I missed Zennials by two years. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we were because I I always thought it was funny because we never really like especially my my like my age and like Liz because she's only years or younger than I am. It was like we kind of had the best of both worlds. That's why they I guess they consider us the Zennials. Because we were we were the last generation to not have internet growing up. Right. Yeah. All that stuff. I mean, I didn't get internet until I was in my teens. Late Yeah, I was in middle school. I was like 12. I I think I was I was 16 or 17, I think, when we finally got it. Mm -hmm. So Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for me. Um, I remember AOL being a thing. <laughs> in oh, I like, did too. Yeah, when I was like in middle school, dial-up internet. Yeah, oh, yeah. Dial-up, yeah, dial-up, I had dial-up was, internet for way longer than I should ever should have. <laughs> My parents yeah. got a separate line just for the internet because we kept getting ticked off when someone would call, and it would turn off the internet. <laughs> I wish my parents would have done that, but they never did. So we just had nobody call for, for several years. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my family's really not the best example of, like, these kind of, some of these, you know, generation things. Just because it's like, well, in terms of the internet, my parents are, like, not really, um, they're not, like, really up to date with technology the way other people do because like i mean technology is just not really their thing like ever i mean mm-hmm. my brother and i any like new stuff technology wise that comes into the house it's usually either because of me my brother or one of my uncles uh, my mom has like two younger brothers and they're very much into you know technology the newest gadgets and everything so it's like you know, between the four of us, somebody else is the one bringing up, oh, yeah, you know, there's this thing or that thing or the other that, you know, we're using now or everybody's everybody else is using now, you know, have you gotten this thing yet? So it's like I, you know, in middle school, that was when like AOL and all these other dial up services were a thing. But mm-hmm. I never actually got Internet access until I was like starting high school because they were so late on the whole thing and then it wasn't until i was like in starting college that we finally uh changed to cable uh high-speed uh internet so and it was and it, again it's mainly because of me because i need access to the internet like better access to the internet for school and research and all that stuff so yeah that was kind of you know. that was the way ours is but ours is because we live in the country so we don't have the access that uh, that like um you guys would have in the bigger cities um cuz we don't get cable where i live at all i mean mm-hmm. cable stops like 5 6 miles before my house um so we can't get anything like that um my high speed internet is legit pay- i pay through the nose for it every month I mean, I pay through the nose for it. Yeah, it's expensive. And it's not even unlimited. 
I pay through the nose and it's not even unlimited. So I have to actually be very careful about my time. Right. Yeah. Sucks. Money, money, money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's so funny because like when I watch um You've Got Mail, and you know, obviously they still have like the dial up, you know, that was because that was at like the beginning of the internet. Mm-hmm. And I just hearing the the noise that used to like happen when it would be trying to connect was just and then all you would hear the welcome. You've got you've mail. got mail. Oh, it's, not, it's like yeah, it's almost like really quaint now that uh that little message. I know. Well, it's a <laughs> message now that kids kids in this this day and age have no clue about. No. So you can say that in somebody that's like basically a a, a a zoomer, I guess you could call them. Generation Z has they'll look at you like you've lost your damn mind. I'm like, mm-hmm. no. But I have a feeling they're doing that with a lot of things. Yeah, they do that. They well, they make fun of us because the millennial they make fun of millennials because we we spent an entire generation uh, obsessing over Harry Potter. Harry Potter's freaking awesome. Exactly. Okay, I will. I, I have to confess. Like, um, I again, I am not the best example of that because I <laughs> read Harry Potter way later than everybody else my age group did. Well, I was in my twenties when I read it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I was in college. I was, I was out yeah. of college. When I read Harry Potter, <laughs> to be honest, I worked at I, a. I, I only read it like in the last few years, actually. Like I was already closer to thirty when I actually started reading them, because they were. I mean, they were just not really any. They weren't like really of immediate interest to me, even though everybody else seemed to be like reading them. I was like, eh, it's okay. I didn't read really Twilight. Well. Oh, I admit, I read Twilight only because I needed to see exactly how bad it was. And by God, it was bad. It was so bad, I read all, all three books. And they and each book was worse than the last. Well, that was like me with Fifty Shades. I read all three as bad as they are written. But I still read them. But I refused to read Twilight. Which is funny because Fifty Shades was fanfic for Twilight. Twilight. I know. And but I, I refused... I- I, I watched the movies. To, <laughs> I but I refuse. I tried to read Fifty Shades. I didn't even make it halfway through the first book. And I was uh, like, this is the worst written book I think I've ever read. The third book actually isn't as terrible. The first one was just god awful. But the third one actually had a uh plot. Really? Yeah. Because the first one had no plot that I could find. No, it was literally just, oh, I want to be your dom. Yeah. <laughs> that was the plot. Basically, I, I'm just, he's basically, I just want to uh, dominate you and not even well. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I, I have read both Twilight and, you know, because in Fifty Shades, because I just was like, okay, you know what? Let me find out what is the big fuss about. And it's like, God, they're both so mediocre. <laughs> they yeah. really are. And I'll put it to you this way: 
I read the Sleeping Beauty trilogy by Anne Rice. Okay. And if I could make it through that, you would have you would have thought I could have made it through Fifty Shades. No. The the Sleeping Beauty trilogy was better written and it still makes me laugh. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty awful. I mean, I will say the first time I read the, the Sleeping Beauty trilogy, I I had no clue about anything when it came to like that world, the BDMS world. And after I read it, I was like, I started researching the world a little bit. And I'm like, okay, this is weird. <laughs> this is strange. I'm not saying the people that are into it are weird or strange. I'm just saying it went reading it and then researching it and really finding out the way it really is. is just like, okay, this, this, this is a strange disconnect. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, someone that we, we know has mentioned that they would be into some light BDSM. So good thing you researched for, in case you meet them. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm okay with certain things. There, there are some things that are, are a hard no. Oh, absolutely. We'll, we'll leave it at that. There are things that are a hard no. <laughs> and there are other things that are a, we'll talk. And then other things I'm like, just go right ahead and do it. I'm, I'm good. I love how we went from Harry Potter to this. I'm just. <laughs> it's just what we do. <laughs> People who have listened to us, they know it at this point. This is just what we do. Yeah. I mean. We we really try to stay on topic, but it never ends up staying on topic. We're sorry. Not really, but we're sorry. Hashtag sorry, not sorry. <laughs> oh god. So but Harry anyway. Potter. But anyway, yeah. Um Hey, I liked Harry Potter. I actually I loved Harry Potter. Harry Potter. I've I read I never got that crazy into the Harry Potter. Like I don't even, I couldn't tell you what my house is to save my damn life. I am though. I, I'm pretty sure no, it's Slytherin, though. <laughs> I've read the um, the series like three times. Um, um, I think I've read it five now. I have gone to Midnight Showing. Uh, when it I, was, I never did that. Uh, when it was uh, coming out. And I saw part one of the Deathly Hollows twice in one day. Once in IMAX and once in regular with my sister. You know, I saw and all I cried the movies. when Hedwig died. I saw all the movies except for the last, the last, uh, part one and part two. Oh. Deathly Hallows. Those were the only two I did not see in theaters. I mean, I've seen them. I own them on DVD. I own all the, all oh, the okay. DVD. I was like, you still haven't seen them? No, <laughs> I've saw, I saw them. I just never saw them in theater because I think when they came out in the theaters, I was so busy with school or something. Mm. I can't re remember at this point. I was like, yeah, I don't have time to go go watch it. But yeah. I just remember I saw the, the midnight showing and I'm going to say this and then we can move on. But I saw the midnight showing of the Half-Blood Prince with my sister and one of my best friends and the three of us came out and the three of us were like you know the avid book readers or whatever and we were all like that was the stupidest movie they were terrible they didn't follow the book at all yeah <laughs> like, i i, I on honestly, the wrong thing the entire movie yeah 
Well, my thing of it is, is that I honestly think if you're going, if you were going to do the Harry Potter, you either, either, you either need to A, read the books and not watch the movies or watch the movies, then read the books and then go back and be like, well, the movies suck. Mm-hmm. And it's not the acting. It's just the fact no, that they, they had such what a they chose in the movie. that they could not put those certain things from the books into the movies that really needed to be in the movies to make mm-hmm. them i don't know the books are so much better people so much better oh, yeah. i can say that for almost every book that's been turned into a movie the book is better the only thing that i'm going to disagree on that is and it's more recent is bridgerton Okay. Well, I have not I, read. I've actually not read any of the Bridgerton books or anything like that. So I'm going to take your word for that. I've seen the. I've seen the show though. But all right, back on topic. Yeah. <laughs> if we can get there, <laughs> we were talking about how uh, Gen Z makes fun of us for like Harry Potter. I mean, like I said, they make fun of us for multiple reasons the way we part our hair the jeans that we wear yeah but at least um, we didn't eat tide pods you know uh, that's what i keep saying like uh, like i'm really gonna listen to the generation that ate tide pods and also held their breath until they passed out or whatever that other tiktok challenge it's stupid tiktok challenges or uh, what was it um owling was a tiktok challenge i think where you mm. had to go up, where they had, people had to go up high and like perch like an owl or something. <laughs> if I remember correctly, seeing that somewhere. Oh, God, if, if if anyone listening is a Gen Z, just promise that you're you're smarter than some of your other cohorts. Because I, as like a, a, the part of the millennial generation, like you know the the older generation tends to complain about millennials and how millennials are whiny uh we're we're being babied we're you know because of you know we complain too much or and we're lazy you know basically they don't have anything nice to say about our generation Mm -hmm. um but you know we at least have a standard that we don't eat tide pods (laughs) so promise that you're not that you'll be better than your generation be the best of your generation say no to tide pods because you'll die (laughs) it used to be like meant to be eaten oh it's it's like it used to be a say no to drugs kids now it's say no to tide pods kids like i don't know like i remember when that was going on i was like are, are we kidding like, I, know. Like, I, I heard really? that and I went what, are, what, what is wrong with the youth of our the youth of our nation now <laughs> I'm I just like I, I literally sat there and scratched my head when somebody when I read that I was just like children are eating Tide Pods <laughs> on purpose yeah I mean when I heard like about how TikTok is like such a hot thing in the last couple of years or so. I'm like, and there's like all these like TikTok challenges, and I'm and I and I hear what some of these things are. I'm like, this is so stupid. 
I don't get it. I mean, now that just makes me sound old because I don't get it. But then again, <laughs> my my two nieces who are both teenagers, they, well, I mean, the younger one is more into TikTok than the older one is, but they both reassure me that, yeah, some of these things are pretty stupid. So there, there's at least uh, two people in that generation that realize that people in their generation are doing stupid things and they don't get it either. Yeah. 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 I mean, I I will admit I'm an old I I'm considered old by uh, um, Zennial by um not Zennial but generation Z, no Generation Z standards. Oh, generation I know I'm Z. old because I mean almost forty people. But oh my god, ancient! I know, right? But if you if you ask some of them 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 Generation Zers. They're, they're definitely thinking more, they think I'm old. I'm like, because mm. see, they seem to think that um, life stops after 30. Yes. Like nobody has sex anymore. Nobody has fun anymore. Nobody goes out and does anything anymore. You just, at 30, life just ends. I'm like, no. Yeah, no. Well, no. it's like, you know, the three of us are on Tumblr. Yes. And I can't tell you how many times I see, like, not toward me, but toward other people, like, where they're like, I'm sorry, but if you're over the age of 30 and you're on Tumblr, like, you're pathetic or whatever. And it's like, why? Yeah. Well, why am no, I not why allowed? Why are you trying to write fan fiction at 30, over 30, or writing smut at over the age of 30? I'm like, uh, because we have the experience to write that shit. Like, you know? <laughs> I mean, you you tell me any any 16-year-old... That's got enough. Most sixteen-year-olds that have enough experience to write real good smut. But it's like, you know, it, I like I said when I started writing on Tumblr, it was to just you know get feelings out. You know, like especially during the pandemic and things like that, I was able to use it as almost like a therapy and stuff like that. Like, I'm sorry because I'm over the age of thirty, I'm not allowed. Yeah. I didn't see that in the bylaws of Tumblr. I know it wasn't in the rules. I mean, I'm pretty sure that wasn't anywhere in in the uh, terms and conditions of Tumblr when I joined it. I'm pretty sure there wasn't anything in there that said, "Yeah, if you are over the age of 30, you are not allowed. It is illegal to be on this." No, but I personally yeah. think if you're under the age of 18, you shouldn't be on Tumblr. Yes. No, I agree. I agree because it's so funny because like you'll have the warning like oh if you're 18 or under don't follow how are you gonna know exactly how are you gonna know if someone's under 18 I know right I'm like mm -hmm. I can put it there all I all you want and I mean I'll I'll put it on my fix that I write that are over the eight that are 18 plus but that ain't gonna stop some 15 or 16 year old from reading it if they really want to mm-hmm I mean, I'm from the generation of lemon and lime fix, okay? Yeah, I remember that too. <laughs> I, I mean, I remember, and I'm, I'm telling you right now, I was not 18 when I was reading lemon and lime fix. Yep. Remember uh, MySpace? Oh, God, yes. I remember MySpace. Yep, I had, an, I had a MySpace account. I yes, I did. I did too. And then it moved. Then it moved over to Facebook. Yep. And then Instagram. Yeah. Then Instagram. Oh my god. And then it went to Twitter. Oh yeah, yeah Twitter. And then Tumblr. 
let me tell you what I have been on Facebook for so long that um, when I registered for Facebook, that was back when you had to have a college a email college, yep. me to too. get an account. Yep. Mm -hmm. Me too. You I had to register it. under your school. Yeah. And I had to, yeah, I, I registered literally in, I want to say either April or May of 2005 when I was like getting, getting ready to graduate. And I had never heard of Facebook. The only reason why I even knew it existed was because there was this one time I was in the computer lab, like, I guess like doing some work for a class or whatever. And I noticed a friend of mine, like a couple terminals away. And I was like chit chatting with her. And I noticed she was like on some website. And I was like asking her like, Oh, what is this thing? And she was like, Oh, it's Facebook. And you know, she starts explaining to me what it is. And I was like, huh, that would be a cool way to like keep in touch with people. You know, when mm -hmm. we like split up, because like, like I was saying, it was back in 2005 and I was graduating that semester. So it's like, yeah, mm -hmm. this is a great way to keep up with everybody. So then, so yeah, I got it then. And oh my gosh, back then, I don't know if you guys remember this, but back then, Facebook was actually a lot of fun. Oh yeah. Well, Facebook yeah. was not the uh, toxic shitstorm that it is now. Yeah. Yeah. That's what happens when you let like literally everybody get an account. Then right. you get a lot of trashy trashness happening in there. Yeah, oh, right. Like in the in the beginning, like you said, you had to have a college email. Yeah, and... I think I actually joined right after they switched to. Um, you didn't need the college email anymore. Mm -hmm. And then I think that's when I joined. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I'd always heard about it, but I was just like, yeah, I don't know anybody that's on it. Nobody. Around here, it didn't really become a thing until after everybody was able to get onto it. Right. But, yeah. but most most people didn't know about it unless you were in college. Right. You know, because it was a college thing. I mean, you even you watched the movie and mm -hmm. it, it literally they made he made it for college kids. So like if you weren't like I didn't know because I went to community college first. And even though community college you could get on it, I guess you know, I just didn't like really want to, I guess, because I was still living at in town. So like, you know, I, I would just hear about what everyone was doing, whatever. And then yeah. uh, my best friend came home from college for like winter break and she was like, you need to join. So I joined like maybe December of 05. Um, and uh yeah, it was it was just so different. It was so calm, and it literally was just a way for you to stay in touch with the people you wanted to, who went away to college, mm -hmm. um, and then also meet new people. Um, yeah, you know, so like you'd meet people at school, and you would you know whatever, and then it just kept growing and growing and growing and growing, and then they opened it up to the world, and now it I in the toxic shit storm that it is now. Yeah, now I'm like barely on. Yeah, I mean, I have it and I check it maybe mm -hmm. once a day, just, and that's about it. Because I mean, yeah. I have people on there that, because I mean, it, the notifications pop up throughout the day for me, but I only check them like once a day. And then, mm -hmm. but I mean, I, there are people on there. I have this one friend. She recently had a baby. I mean, he'll be a year old in a cup in a few months. So, 
but I mean, she's constantly posting pictures of her, of her, of her little boy. And don't get me wrong. He's cute. And I understand why she does it, but it's like, after a while, she just gets a little annoying. It's like, okay, I don't need to see 10, pic- 10, 10 new pictures of the same pose of your kid. Mm-hmm. I have a kid and even I didn't do that. Yeah. Yeah. People. Yeah. I mean, it's not like, you know, you took 20 pictures because you want to see which is the best version that you're going to use for like, I don't know, the Christmas card or whatever. Right. Which is, you know, yeah. Because which, which to be fair is a reasonable thing to do that you want to make sure like, oh, you know, oh, this, this version has like his eyes closed or like he has a weird right. face. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's one thing, but to post, but to take 20 pictures of the same pose and then post them all to Facebook, it's like, yeah, you're getting a little, little obsessed. And I'm, I've always been the type of person that I don't want, my daughter to be on the internet too too much because mm-hmm. it's an invasion because I, I do feel it's an invasion of her privacy, even though she's just little, so she doesn't really understand. You know, because yeah. I mean she hasn't even gotten into that where she's a separate person yet and she's almost four. So I mean, but I I do try to be conscious of the fact that she is eventually going to be on social media. She's eventually going to be on the internet. And I don't want her, I guess her internet presence to have been an invasion of her privacy. That's why I try to keep a lot of my, most of my social media is private. So like on Instagram, if you're not my friend, you're not going to see my stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. If you're not my friend on Facebook, you're not going to see my stuff. You're not going to see anything. I don't, I mean, on Instagram, I actually do have a photo. Surprisingly, I do actually have a photo of me and her up. But usually it's just a photo of me. I try I tried not to put, like, as my profile picture, I try to keep it as me. But it was such a good picture that I couldn't help myself. So I, I switched it over to the two of us. But. Yeah, the, the social media, you kind of have the mix of, you have the people who, share way way too much overshare you have the people who do that for attention and it's blatantly obvious um (laughs) yeah they just want like the thousands of comments Mm -hmm. like somebody Um, else we all uh know well we don't know (laughs) them but yes we know of them uh and then um you know, you'll have like the people who just lurk, obviously, depending on the situation. So they barely have anything. <laughs> I'm like a happy medium. I'll post every once in a while. I post yeah. maybe once or twice a month or so. Or, you know, obviously, unless something happens. But I just lurk more than than anything. I used to post and I used to be like one of those people that I wanted so many people to like like my stuff. And I felt like I wasn't, you know good enough mm-hmm. the, now i'm like you know what Psh, you don't want to like my stuff don't like my stuff i don't care yeah <laughs> i don't care that, that, that's kind of the way i that's the kind of the way i am i mean i would love to have more but you know what it's okay yeah so you have you know gen y or millennials are the the internet generation because that's when the internet really started booming right. gen z i feel like is more of the social media mm-hmm. generation because really, with us, we had mostly just 
MySpace in like high school slash the beginning of college and then Facebook. But now it's just like you have so many different platforms and like you have like the cyberbullying has gotten out of control. And it's just like, you know, back when I was, you know, I was bullied as a kid. It so did it to my face. Oh, yeah. You know, and oh, it yeah, was they- like. There, there was, there was no cyberbullying when it came to my, to, to the bullying that I had. I was yeah. punched straight in the mouth, multiple times. I, I was pushed in front of a truck. Oh, that's bad. Yeah. I had braces, and they, they actually, uh, they actually split my, uh, the inside of my mouth when they punched me because of my braces. Jesus. So I was bleeding. That was fun. <laughs> Thankfully, the truck wasn't moving, but I mean, you know, the intent was there. Yeah. Oh, oh my, my favorite was the time I got told that the next time they saw they ever saw me walking in the um in my hometown alone, they were going to pull me into a they were gonna pull me into the first deserted alley they could find and kill me. Oh wow, okay. So see it, I don't know what's worse. <laughs> Cause cyberbullying's terrible, obviously. I think I, cyber, I remember the beginning of that worse because you're hiding behind a screen and you're hiding behind a screen name. Well, like I remember in, in like middle school slash like high school, I had a girl that used to like met IM me every day and like she and I just did not get along and she would try and bully me on the internet. It was eighth grade. And like, you know, if I fought back with her, she was like, oh, I'm going to print out this chat and give it to the guidance counselor so that you can get in trouble. Like, you know, stupid stuff. So it was like a mix of cyberbullying slash um, like in my face. But I knew who she was because it was, I knew that was her username and stuff like that. Now, with all of these different uh, social media platforms, and you can make, you know, anonymous um, usernames, you don't know mm-hmm. who the heck is, is saying what. There's been like a lot of positives and negatives with the internet. I think we, you can clearly see it with. General, like between the different generations. I mean, granted, there are people like in our age range that will participate in cyberbullying because they're probably total sociopaths or whatever. So most likely, they were bu- most likely they're bullies anyway. They're bullies in real life as well as being yeah. bullied on the internet. Right. But or they're the ones that are bullied in real life. So they bully on the internet to make, to, to give them back the power that's been taken from them because they're bullied in real life. Right. But then again, that also happens in real life anyway, even without the internet. I mean, there have been, yeah. I mean, there have been like victims who end up bullying other people, mm-hmm. unfortunately. So, but it, it, it just seems like you really notice it in terms of like peer groups you notice it more with the cyberbullying among younger generations versus older generations oh yeah yeah it's like it's just ridiculous yeah and that's one of the biggest i think generational gaps between like the the zennials millennials and the quote-unquote zoomers or the generation z um the the zennials and millennials were we've gotten to that point where we're just like, we're basically screw it. We don't care. We don't have any more cares to give, you know? Right. And we, we've gotten to the point where we're like, you know, you either like me or you don't, if you don't like me, that's fine. That's it's your loss, not mine. 
I'm going to do me and I'm going to be happy. Now, the Generation Z is still all about, well, oh, my God, they don't like me. Or, oh, my God, I need more. I need more of this. I need more of that because I don't have enough followers. So I'm not popular. I need to get Internet famous and Internet popular. No, you really don't. I mean, yeah, that's nice, but it's not going to make you happy in the long run. Yeah, I mean, I think that, well, I'm going to be very curious because obviously we have to wait a few more years, but I'm going to be curious to see whether that's truly a generational thing or if it's just an age thing because now I don't know about you and Sam, but when I was a teenager, now I wasn't obsessed with like being popular because I already knew I was not a popular person. Like I was a very introverted person that barely talked to anybody. Same. But, you're right. But I still had that innate desire to want to have friends, to have people like me. So, oh. so I just won. But then over time, I started developing that, you know, that, that the attitude like you were just saying before about how it's either you like me or you don't like me. I just don't care anymore because it's not important. Which is why, which is why, like, I'm curious to see as these, you know, quote unquote, Zoomers get older, if that attitude is going to change or not. Because, to be fair, a lot of these Zoomers are teenagers. They're like middle school teenagers, and even without the internet, it's a like generally speaking, an innate desire to want to fit in, to want to have connections with other people. Right. Now, yeah. So that's why like, I'm going to be very curious to see what happens once more of these kids start going to college, because I would have to say that for me, I don't know about for you and Sam, but for me, once I left high school and I was in college, that's when I started really changing my perspective a lot more where like, I kind of realized that, you know what, all any past issues I had when I was in high school or whatever, it's all irrelevant. It's completely irrelevant. Yeah. Um, also, I will say for me, it's, it, it was the same. Um, they always say that high school is the best years of your life. They're not. High school sucks. I mean, yeah, if you're the popular kid, it might be fun, but these are not, your high school years are not the best years of your life. Your, the best years of your life are yet to come. The best years of your life are the ones where you're doing what you want to do. For me, the best years of my life started the day my daughter was born. Even though it's been a struggle, I wouldn't change anything for the world. She has been the best thing to, to ever happen to me. The last four years have been some of the best of my life. Before that, I was. I was surviving. I was not living. I was not nearly as happy as I have been since I had her because that's what I wanted. I wanted to be a mom. I wanted to have a, a, a child and to raise a child. That's what makes me happy. Now for somebody else, it may be raising 15 dogs. You do you. Those are, that's what makes you happy. Those are going to be the best years of your life raising those dogs. You do that. You want to travel the world and see the world. You do that. You know, high school is not the end all be all of the best years of your life. 
Trust me on that, guys. It is not. High school is just a blip on the radar when it comes to when it comes to everything. In 50 years, you're going to look back and go, why in the heck did I think that was the best time of my life? Best time of my life has been raising my family, raising my, seeing my grandkids, whatever it is, you know, that's just an example. Like whatever you want to do, you want to go and climb Mount Everest, you go do that. That might be the best experience you've ever had, you know? Yeah. We try to say that high school is the best end all be all of the best it really really isn't once you get out of school get out of high school get out of college even you'll realize it you'll be like wow i can't believe i thought that was i that was the best time of my life it's not you're you know your 30s your 40s your 50s and older you can have some of the best times of your life forever just depends on what you make of it no, they're definitely not. I hated high school. I did College. too. College was, was the best years. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was just like literally saying how like, you know, if 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 the best years of your life was high school, then you basically achieve nothing. You're you're basically Al Bundy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? That is not that is not the best model to go <laughs> off of, okay? Yeah. Now freaking Bundy. Yeah. Like, and like, after high school, that's when life begins. As we're like talking about generations, like I kind of realized that there's like differences between my me and like my parents, which they regularly remind me of. Um <laughs> partially because of the obvious generation difference, but then I kind of realized also yeah. But it's also like I realize it's also because of the fact that I grew up here and they didn't. Mm-hmm. So it's, but yeah, it, it's kind of interesting just because, like, I mean, not that I'm annoyed when they remind me of this, but it just does make me appreciate what I do have as well. Because mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not going to get into this episode because it's just going to drag this out and it, it'll get, go too off topic. But it's like <laughs> they were, yeah. Let's just say that you know when they were children, they experienced one of the most devastating, most chaotic things you can ever expect a child to have to deal with. And sadly enough, right now in the world, there are hundreds of thousands of children dealing with something similar to what they experienced when they were kids. And it's like, you know, it it just, it just in some ways it makes me appreciate the differences both in terms mm-hmm. of the generation gap but also in terms of like even almost like cultural gap mm-hmm. in, in a sense but at the same time it it's also a bit of a negative because it's like when I try to explain stuff to them they sometimes still don't just don't get why this may be a good thing or a bad thing because what they're used to is like almost the complete opposite, you know, I mean, right. yeah, it's like, weirdly enough, sometimes it's hard, like they don't completely understand the issues with racism going on because where they grew up, they are part of the, they are part of the majority. 
so there is no issue for them to experience. Now, mm-hmm. I am personal as as an individual. I'm considers myself very lucky that I have not been harassed or any or anything like that because of the fact that I am Asian. But I am very sensitive and very aware that there are plenty of other people like me who have experienced both the um, soft, I guess, if you want to call it like the soft racism versus like straight up, like in your face, like, you know, we don't want you here, go back to your country, that kind of stuff. So, you know, it, 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 it's, it's just bizarre, almost like the, this, this, this difference and this almost distance between them um, my parents rather and me i mean even though like my brother is part of gen x he gets it as well because you know he grew up here just like i did so he's very aware of this kind of history you know both you know modern like really modern within the last few you know a couple of decades kind of history and even the history of this country as a whole so you know it, it, yeah. It's, it's not, yeah it's like a different so i guess this is like a different it's like the other end of the whole generation uh different scap thing we're kind of talking about since we were like mostly talking about the us younger generations versus us and older generations as well mm-hmm. yeah yeah, yeah cuz yeah. i was actually just talking to my parents about this today this morning it was it was so strange uh because they're talking just we were talking about the way i grew up is we were considered and i mean we're going to kind of go into a little bit more of an economic discussion here um i we were considered middle class when i for Mm -hmm. me growing up but my parents both of them grew up dirt poor i mean we're talking like Amish. We're and not saying that the Amish have it wrong and the um being Amish is bad, but Amish they don't have the running water, they don't have um, electricity. Electricity and all this. My parents grew up like that. Maybe they ha- I mean they did have electricity. I take that back. They did have electricity. But for the most part my parents grew up they didn't have the running water in the house. They didn't have the bathroom in the house until they were say they had the outhouse. Yeah, they had the outhouses. I mean, so, and yeah. then for me, I grew up middle class, and now my daughter's growing up, and we're considered, even though my parents both worked, I'm, I've worked on and off my, since I was 16, I'm still looking for my, for my, for a job. Oh, you'll get there. I know. Oh, Okay. <laughs> but we're now considered like we're considered poor still you know yeah you would think about it it's like i went from being my parents went from dirt poor to middle class to poor again it's just like because the cost of living went up so much yeah the cost of living went up but, but the wages didn't right right Cost of living went up, wages did not. So it's like what was the middle class doesn't exist anymore. No, you're either Pretty poor much. or you're rich. You're one right. or the other. Exactly. 
exactly yeah because like me growing up I was considered middle class and I mean that was with my dad working full-time my mom working part-time with four kids Mm -hmm. and we were middle class we had you know a good house and um you know both my parents had cars and you know we couldn't splurge on stuff but like you know my parents took us to disney world once and like you know we went on like little weekend trips you know especially as i got a little older and and, you know Mm. things like that but like you know we were able to live comfortably and you know now right you were able to have savings and now you can't hardly do that yeah there's another that's another thing that's kind of come into the whole baby boomers Gen X, millennial, Gen Z. And yeah, exactly. And that's what kind of annoys me is because you have like the baby boomer, um, you know, generation that complains about like the Xennials and millennials that we whine and complain and all that stuff. And, you know, we have too much, you know, we're, we're living at home with our parents. We're, uh, you know, like all this, but you know what, when you were going to college, you didn't have to take out hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of loans to go to college. Like I, I mm-hmm. think I mentioned this on another uh, episode, but my dad was able to put himself through Rutgers University, yeah, working at a gas station, and come out with no loans. Right. Like that's not hurt. Like you can't do that now. No, you can't I go will to say I school. got very lucky. And I didn't have to take any loans out. I did get some great, I got like the Pell Grant and stuff when I was in college. Mm-hmm. That, but the grants, you don't have to pay those back. But like, right. I, I got very lucky I didn't have to take the loans out because my parents, while they were working, they say they they were able to save enough to put me through college. And I didn't actually have to get the loans. So I was one of the very, very fortunate few that didn't have any loans and don't have to pay back loans from college. Yeah. Well, I think, well, what happened was my dad passed. Mm-hmm. So all the money that would have, I guess, been saved had to go toward, you know, the house and, and mm-hmm. things like that. And like, you know, we did like the, these like charity um, golf outings mm-hmm. and like they created a trust fund and that helped put my brother through Rutgers. Mm-hmm. In case no one knew, we're a very big Rutgers family here, Jersey. Are you? Uh, no, I did not really? go there. Though. I I didn't go there though. <laughs> I went to I went to another school. I didn't go to Rutgers. I I abandoned ship. Um, but uh, yeah. So put my brother through Rutgers and me through most of my schooling. That's why I mm-hmm. went to community college uh, to help save, and then I went to Rowan University, which is down South Jersey. Mm-hmm. And uh, really, it was just like my last two years, like year and a half of school that, you know, we just didn't have any more money. So I had to take out loans. So I know I'm lucky, even in terms of my student loans, that I didn't have as nearly as much as what other people have. And like oh, yeah. you think about like people who are going for like law school or medical school oh, and all God. that stuff, like the amount of loans these people have to take out, like going to be paying oh. it off for the rest of their lives. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. 
I mean, it took me almost 10 years to pay off the small amount because then I had to take out another loan when I went back to school for medical assisting. Mm -hmm. Um, so that kind of got added on and then with deferments and all that stuff. So like, yeah, yeah but it, it annoys and me when I hear these baby boomers like whine that, you know, we are living with our parents. The price of living, the price of living is so ridiculous now yeah. houses are so expensive taxes are ridiculous like you know obviously worse in certain uh, certain areas of the country compared to others but it's yeah. like the, the price of living has skyrocketed but the wages have not stayed in in with that and you know you can't fault us for staying at home with our parents when we can't afford like i don't want to get up like that's one of my biggest fears is I don't doubt that I can't buy a house like I'm I'm working toward it now my fear is once I get it I can't afford it because it's yeah. more than just getting a down payment and getting a mortgage you have your taxes you have you know the upkeep you have the mm -hmm. you know everything that you know the water and electricity and you know all that stuff and it's like it, you need to make sure you pay that stuff or you you'll lose it it'll get taken away from you yeah so I don't want to be house poor or whatever it's called. Like I, when I move out, I want to make sure that I can afford it and whatever. And if they want to like, you know, sit there and judge me because I'm living at home with my parents or with my mother, then go ahead. But you know what? It's, it's, I think the smarter way to go, because first of all, the U S is in debt itself. So, you know, mm -hmm. it, 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 I'm not going to keep myself in debt because people want me to go live on my own like if my mom's cool with me staying at home why does it bother you right that that's kind of the way it is and it kind of goes back to me with my daughter having my daughter it is just so much cheaper and easier and honestly it's more convenient for me to live at home with my parents and that way i know if i need to go somewhere and I don't want to take my daughter with me. I can be like, hey, mom, do you mind watching her for, for a few hours while I go run to the grocery store or I go go do this or go do, you know, run a few errands. You know, that way I know she's not getting, she's not going to be, a, and she's getting that great relationship with her, with her grandparents. And I've got help. Because yeah. it, because, um, you know, and that way, when I do work, I, I can save that money or I can spend it on her, you know, and I'm not worrying about what bill am I going to pay the, which of like the five bills that I've got, which bill am I paying this month? Because mm -hmm. I can't afford to pay all five of them. And, you know, again, talking about economic, well, I guess kind of like economics, but with, <laughs> I feel like we're attacking the baby boomer, uh generation right now but uh i i always joke around i joke around with my mom and i was like it's i always say it's because of your generation i'm not going to get social security because you guys are just going to suck it all up because <laughs> the the social security is just dwindling down lower and lower and i just remember in like high school or whatever like my teachers were like oh you probably won't ever see social security because by the time that you get to it, it's going to be gone. I'm like, but I pay into it. 
Well, it's like not so much of bond, but we won't be allowed. We won't be able to get it because they're raising the age. Because they keep raising the age limit as to when you can be eligible for it. Used to be, yeah, you were eligible for it at sixty-five, but then most people were dead by the time they were seventy-five, eighty. Yeah, you know, or or younger. Right, we're we're living longer. Yes, and I mean the, the baby boomers are living longer and longer. And so they're continually getting the social security, which is fine. But now I can't get social security. I'm probably not going to be eligible to get social security until I'm at least well into my seventies at this point. I'm going to be 99 and still won't be able to get social security. Yeah. But then again, (laughs) social security though, what you're actually getting is not enough anyway. No, 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 it's not. It's not. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess not to say like in closing, but kind of what I've realized is there, there's no, every generation has its issues. Yep. <laughs> no generation is quote unquote better than the other, except, right. you know, Xennials and millennials definitely are the best, but. <laughs> We're not biased about that, on that opinion at all. listen all i'm saying is let me wear my hair parted where i want let me wear my skinny jeans i don't want to go back to bell bottoms because they've already been redone and now you're trying to bring them back again like stop it well i'm sorry most people do not look good with a um straight down the middle part with their hair i'm sorry no it's flat i don't even understand what that is even about really that's I used to wear my hair parted in the center. I'm going to wear my tight jeans and I'm going to be happy. Yep. You do you, let me do me. That's all I got to say. Exactly. Yep. Because you ate Tide Pods, so your points are null and void. Exactly. The Tide washed it away. (laughs) Like, yeah, pretty much. Thanks for listening, everyone. Catch us next time and see what we're going to talk about. Because the three fates decide.